0: are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I call your attention today to the passage found over in 2 Kings. It was a busy young man, and he was off at school getting his training. And like Bob Jones, they had healthy growing pains. Always building, just building. Price of growth is building, building. And uh, these young students came one day and said, we want to build a building. And the preacher, who evidently was the leader, said, well, go ahead and help yourself. And in this uh, sixth chapter of the book of 2 Kings. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. One said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. I had thought as I read that that I'd not seen before. These young sons of the prophets recognize their need of direction, supervision, and leadership. It's one of the first lessons you'll need to learn in college or anywhere else, and that is the professor may know more than you know. And if he does. You better let him do the teaching, and you do the listening. One of the advantages that I had when I went to Baylor University with my little milk cow that paid my way through college, that is, my boarding room, I didn't have enough sense to ask a sensible question. Therefore, I kept quiet. But I was better off than the smart elix that asked so many foolish questions. It's all right to be smart, but when you turn out to be a smart aleck, you're no good. So they said, we want you to go with us. We're going to have to have some help, and you'll tell us how to do it. And we'll and so every man took a beam, picked him up a piece of lumber, and said, I'm going to have my part in the building. And so there was one fella. While he was busy felling a beam, axe head fell into the water. Now that's the business end of the axe, isn't it? The axe head. And they didn't have chainsaws back there then. They had axes. And his axe head fell into the water. And of course... Sank. He lost something, didn't he? Now, when you lose your axe head, you're out of business, except maybe for just knocking a little bark off the tree. You can make as much fuss and as much racket with an axe handle, but you can't cut down a tree with an axe handle. We've got too many axe handle people. Let's see how he got it back. He cried, that's number one. The Bible said, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. And he cried about it. He recognized the plight he was in. And then he did something else. Alas, master, for it was borrowed. Wasn't mine to start with. You don't own the Holy Spirit, students. Neither does the faculty. You don't operate the Holy Spirit. He operates you. The power of God is a sacred trust that He gives to the humble and the obedient. You know the greatest command in the Bible? Ephesians five eighteen. Be ye filled with the Spirit. Did you ask a command? To be filled. Being filled with the Spirit is not optional. God's got a right to fill everything He possesses. And when He possesses you, He wants to fill you. You'd say, I'm afraid of what I'd act like if I got full of the Holy Spirit. Well, I can say to you, fears in a second, you'd act like Jesus. That's what makes people act like Jesus is to have His Spirit. They'll love like Jesus. They'll give like Jesus. They'll witness like Jesus. And they'll... Act like Jesus when you have the Spirit of Christ. The Bible said, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. God didn't save you to keep you out of trouble. fact is, I've been in more trouble over this book right here. That book right there, the King James Version, has gotten me in more trouble than any book I ever read. But it's gotten me out of more trouble and the most serious trouble. I was lost, but being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God. So I got saved through the Word of God. All the wisdom I have this morning was given to me through the Word of God. Sure, I went off to Bailey University. Sure, I went to Southwestern Seminary. Sure, I've had 19 years of education and so forth. But the wisdom that you get, you'll get straight from God. And the revelation that you get, you'll get through the Holy Spirit. He said it was borrowed. And the man of God said, and that right here is your step in getting it back. Did you know what? You can lose your axe head going to Bob Jones University. Get busy going to class, doing academic work, trying to stay on the dean's honor roll, graduate with honors. That's good. But when you neglect the Word of God and prayer, there goes your axe head right there. Now, you need to pay attention to what I'm saying this morning and practice what I'm going to suggest before I'm through with this message. When you lose your axe head, college degrees and studies won't mean a good deal. Now, there ought not to be a conflict in the two, but sometimes I've had preacher boys to say, well... I don't plan to do any preaching until I get my education. I'd preach all along the trail, boys. If you can take it for an old country boy, when God called me to preach, there's one thing I wanted to do worse than anything else, and that's preach. Now, people didn't seem to have any idea that they wanted me to preach, and so I had to go find a place. I mean, I'd go to jail house, street corner. That's back where you can preach anywhere. Well, you can't even preach. They'll throw you in jail for preaching on the street corner now. We don't have any religious liberty and freedom left in this country. I've been building homes now for 30 years, and they took me to jail and locked me up for taking care of girls. Let these nasty streakers run all across town without the clothes on. And they say, well, it's just a childish stunt, you know. Bible calls it sin. And just imagine a streaker going across Bob Jones' campus fact is, there's a rumor out, Dr. Bob, there's a rumor out that a boy, a streaker, ran across your campus said he pulled off his tie and went all the way across the campus without a tie. <laughs> Brother, I like that kind of rumor. That's an honor. Thank God for a school that people are laugh at for having some convictions. I'd like to join you. If I ever go to school again, I'm going to come here. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen... I, there's no listen, without conviction you're in the same shape a body as without a bone. He said, I've lost my axe head. He said, All right, do you want it back? He said, Of course I want it back. We're building a church house. He said, Where did it fall? That's it. Come on. You got to find out where you lost today. Huh? it. Huh? Where it fell it, that's what he's talking about. Where it fell it. Well, he said, I don't know. I guess somewhere over there. Oh, no. Where did it fall? You know, you got to pinpoint your sin. Have you ever thought about that? You can't. I heard an old evangelist one day. He's up uh, preaching. A uh, fellow came down and uh, he's going to confess sin. And he said, uh, Well, you're going to have to forsake your sin. He said, I don't know what my sin is. And. The preacher said, Well, just guess at it and he said, What do you know? We guessed it the first time. <laughs> yeah. You know what your sin is. And if you don't, ask the Holy Spirit who's patrolling on the inside of the heart. He'll tell you what it is. If you don't know what's wrong with you, pick up the book and read it till he tells you what's wrong with you. You're not as dumb as you think you are about sin. Where fell it? And he said, right here. And he took him a stick, didn't he? And that could have to be the old rugged cross. You rightly relate yourself to the cross. And you'll get your axe head back. I mean, you get connected with the cross and die out to your selfish self. And you'll get your axe head back. And the iron, what? Did swim. And he picked up, and the iron stuck, and the axe had stuck to the stick, and he picked it up, and he went back to work again. You know that's a miracle, don't you? Iron don't swim unless the power of God gets a hold of it. Ah, listen, it took a miracle mixed with tears, and a man of God to make him tell him where he lost it. Just like Nathan came to David and said, David, your honor, somebody had a little lamb, brought it up as one of the children. You know the story. And David got indignant and angry and said, Where's the man? And Nathan said, I'm looking straight at him, leveled his single-barrel shotgun on him and said, I'm talking to the king and about the king. You know where it fell, don't you? You know the day you turned on your television set and looked at Bathsheba, don't you? You remember the day that you sent brave old Uri up with his death message in his pocket and said, Kill him and get him out of the way. Cover up my sin. You know where it failed, Students, I hold an unusual thing in my hand here. It's something I never dreamed I'd see. One of the things I hold is a little girl that didn't make it. When she had to leave our home, she was dead in four days. That's Little Apple. Here's an article that just came to my desk through the mail. Society told, must deal with sin. George W. Cornell, Associated Press religion writer, he said one of America's greatest psychiatrists, Dr. Carl Menninger, says the old religious word sin has almost disappeared from modern usage. But it remains a fact of the human condition that must be recognized to deal with it. He says the realities of personal guilt and sin have been glossed over as only symptoms of emotional illness or environmental conditioning for which the individual isn't considered responsible. But he adds, there is sin which cannot be subsumed under verbal Artifacts such as disease, delinquency, deviancy. There is immorality. There is unethical behavior. There is wrongdoing. He calls for a reaffirmation of the concept of sin and of personal responsibility for it. It's an unusual article, Dr. Jones. Yonder some girls. Society called them sick. And they took them to all their doctors, and they were dying in sin. We got them to the one doctor, the great physician. He healed every one of them. Saved them by His grace. Brother, we got to recognize the melody and then head for the Master that can do something about it. Have you lost your axe head this morning? Wouldn't you like your axe head? Firmly put on that old axe handle and chop down some wood for God in your generation